Did we do it? Yeah. That sounded simultaneous to me. Welcome to Double Issue Anime Cast. <laughs> the the double anime cast. That's two times the regular anime cast. I think if we were to start a media watching podcast, it would be anime. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty easy for us. It'd be a continuation of our anime nights. <laughs> Just long distance. Yeah. I thought about that because then you've got a pretty easy episode format. Just watch a show, talk about show. Yeah. I think that'd be fun to do with John if he wanted to. Yeah. Yo, John, get at us. Whenever you catch up to this episode. Or we could do like four or five episodes each go. That's true. I have been trying to think of things to, like, less than how many projects I'm working on. Oh, no, yeah. But then I want to do stuff like this, so. No, yeah. I mean, this would just be an excuse to hang out and watch anime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we don't have a real episode this week, so <clears throat> listen to us talk about My Hero Academia. Yeah, usually we would talk about short stories for superheroes. Yeah. And then we would do like world building about superheroes. But this week you're going to listen to us give our hot takes on the hottest hero show around. Heroes. My heroes. Heroes with Siler and Peter. <laughs> save the cheerleader. Save the Midoriya. Got it. Got it in one. One take. No editing for this episode. Yep. Unless there's anything really bad. You could do you could do edits like that. That's true. I don't figure you'll edit like my new show, but Oh, I will. I mean go for it if you want. This is gonna get posted about three AM. Uh yeah. So I'm Daniel. Oh, and I'm Quinn. <laughs> and if you don't want to listen to us talk about anime, go check out some other of our episodes. Yeah. We've got at least one good one coming up. <laughs> and then like four good ones for Christmas. Yeah. Shh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wink. But yeah. So... What if we start with general impressions of My Hero? Oh, yeah. We're going to get into all the spoilers also. So if you haven't watched it and do want to watch it, don't listen to it. We're talk about everything season one through three, but not the movie because I haven't seen the movie at least. Yeah, I haven't seen where it's out yet. Yeah, like, I know it hit theaters, but I don't know if you can watch it otherwise. Yeah. What was your general thoughts on the show? I liked it, yeah. 
Those are my general thoughts. I liked it. All right. Okay. You? I liked it as well. Okay. So done. General thoughts all the way. <laughs> For season one, I had a lot of conflicting thoughts about the, like, the philosophy of the show. Yeah. Because it felt like the show was battling with a lot of different ideologies of what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I really was having a hard time trying to decide which way it was falling. Yeah. But then I feel like season two and three really kind of ran home what it was thinking. The it's all a meritocracy. Well, yeah. (laughs) It's weird because it's like Randian, but it's like a positive Randyism. Where it's like you want to get better and the best people are on top. But what makes you better is that you help people on the bottom, which almost like seems more like a socialist idea. Mm. I think it's firmly like it, it buys into the meritocracy, like the people that are on top are on like there's a kindness to it. I will agree Yeah, that it's not about being purely the most powerful. But it still is like the person that's on top is on top because they're the best. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily examine any of the stuff like how how weird weird the the system to get into the hero system is or yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like. The characters that sort of embody the concept of being selfish with everything keep getting knocked down. And the people that join up with their friends and fight for love and friendship are the ones winning. Mm, yeah. It's like, even though All Might was the strongest hero, he's still like a teacher like everyone else. Yeah. I guess. I could see that. But yeah, I guess my season one thought is that I think it started a bit slow. (laughs) Like it takes like three or four episodes just to kind of like get into it. Right. Like it's introducing the world. I get some, but it feels like especially the first two episodes, it kind of retreads itself a lot. Yeah. And then season three is kind of more like Midoriya did it he shows that he can he can do a thing even without a power but that also retreads episode two like they kind of like keep retreading the same ground on the first three or four episodes yeah before it gets into it and then with season one being as short as it is it's basically that a little bit of school and then the rest of the time is just a big villain fight (laughs) which is where i really got into it was the big villain fight but yeah, so I think if I was going to script this show, I would have started at the Hero Academy already doing stuff and made the first couple episodes like flashbacks, maybe in the middle of the season. Yeah. Or even not even just, just go from the middle. Yeah, like there, there's a 
the biggest problem with the show, I think, is doing an anime in season format is good for reasons, like the season format, as opposed to how a lot of times they have been doing it is just the show just keeps running yeah, <laughs> as long as it needs to with hiatuses and filler and whatever. So not having it run all the time means there's not like huge filler arcs where the story doesn't really progress. But it also means that every one of the season breaks is very weird. Only the first season has a really good season break. Yeah. The rest of them are awkwardly placed. Even this, even at the end of season three, I went, this season should have ended two episodes ago. <laughs> it should have ended at the the Bakugo um, Midoriya fight. Like that was That's a powerful why there had to be a special note. episode. No, that was before that. <laughs> yeah. That just but, pushed up the primal log. But uh that was the like the emotional high note resolution of that season. And then they had an episode where an episode or two of well, school's starting back again. <laughs> I was like, this should be the start of the next season. What's happening? <laughs> Let's go to the mall. I think that was actually at the start of a season. I don't know if the end was it. I don't know. Encounter is that the end? I think so. That probably also should have been the start of a season. <laughs> so there's some out of whack things like that because they're strictly, I think, still following the manga. Yeah. Whereas I think if they deviated from the manga some and made a whole season like take all they wanted to do adapt from the manga and then remix it however they felt they should for a better arc i think that would be better i was trying to think of an example but like full metal alchemist it's just the one run of like 25 episodes isn't it it's like which which full metal because one of them's like 50 and the other one's like 60 or something oh yeah so i guess there's two seasons no matter what. Yeah, but I think those, they just ran for however long they needed to. Yeah. That's what most of them end up doing. It's just a weird thing that, like, anime was away. Because, I think because the manga also just kind of runs however long it needs to. Each arc is however long it needs to be. Right. Which is good for storytelling reasons. But when you have to wait in a year in between each season or whatever, it makes it for awkward pacing when you just cut it off at a a moment. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really nice just to be able to, to binge these from season one to th- through three and not really have a long break in between. Yeah. Because it seems like the show's been running for a long time. Well, like three years now. But watching it all over just a couple of weeks, it seemed pretty great with the pacing. But yeah, I couldn't imagine actually having to wait like another year. Yeah. Do you want to talk about characters any? Yeah. All right. So starting from the top, All Might seems like a weird system. Yeah. I'm unsure how that power works yeah in general 
I like they've tried to explain it. The one for all. Yeah. It's passed down and it's kind of its own thing for each person. But it's also kind of the same power. Like between All Might and him, it seems similar. Yeah. But also he has a like body inflation component. <laughs> and I don't know much about his mentor, but Grand Torino has air shoe powers. <laughs> he has jet. Yeah. Which, like, I just don't get. Like, is it different or the same? <laughs> <laughs> it's jet. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about Gran Torino is I don't... I accept his character. Uh-huh. But they show flashes of him being, like, normal height and younger. <laughs> and I go, I don't know how it would look for him to use his power with a normal body. Like, his body type makes sense for his power and what he's doing. But I want to see him in his prime using his power because I don't know how that would function. <laughs> It would just look like him now, just tall. I don't think it would. (laughs) Is it a lot of crouching? (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe that's what made him so short, was just years of destroying his vertebrae. Yeah. Because Midoriya kind of hops around, but Midoriya is also short. Yeah. I've not seen a full-size character be as mobile as any of the smaller characters. (laughs) But it's implied that they are. (laughs) Or will be. Right. But yeah. But yeah, I guess that's just indicative of the My Hero world, is all their powers take a tiny leap to get to them, even though they try to make it seem scientific. Yeah, they kind of like try to play it like we're well, we're more grounded. Yeah, but uh, it is just as ridiculous as any super superpowers. <laughs> I mean, Cementos is just an alchemist from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, just doing dirt stuff. Yeah. Oh, but, so, I just thought it was weird that every time they try to explain All Might's power, it feels like they come away going, yeah, we did it. And every time I was just, nope, I'm still needing some help here. Like, which part? The strength or the... Well... Passing it onness. I guess the passing it onness. Because with everything else, it seems like couldn't he just glowy hands you or something? But there's like, you got to eat a piece of me. It's just, this seems weird. Yeah. Got to eat my DNA, boy. Yeah, I buy it. <laughs> oh, is it? I thought it was funny because it, even before I started watching the show, for Double Issue, I'd made up what I thought were some pretty, like, there's, there's some wild power sets for these guys. And then there's like eraser heads. I think I think I just wrote something that was like that. 
uh, for a razor hand. Yeah. Yeah, when you wrote that, and then you said you were watching My Hero, and then I watched My Hero. I yeah. thought you had taken that from My Hero. I mean, it's a common enough power to come up with, so it's not like you wrote a gene control character. And I'm yeah. like, Daniel, you stole this. <laughs> but I go, Daniel, did you steal this? Well, then we get to the villain. Um, searching for his name. Stain? Hero Killer no. Stain? No. Oh, the other, the Decay Hands Man? Yeah. That's what I call him. Decay Hands Man. Yeah. But yeah, destroy your hands, boy. Yeah. It's just that cup hands. They oh, <laughs> they steal cup hands. No, there's another one that's more cup hands. Oh, I forget what it was. Maybe it was him, but I feel like there was another person that was more cup hands. Um, a general thing throughout season one is every time midnight showed up. I just was joking around like, is this S&M teacher or yep. something? <laughs> and then that was like the joke for season two <laughs> for a long yeah. time. Just, okay, that's what we're going with. Yeah. So I think I mentioned this point to you, but I don't think it's in anything we've said on a recording thing. But I don't mind the... The... uh anime being sexy yeah <laughs> what what i do mind is like when it's like pervy sexy <laughs> because all of those times just feel way uncomfortable like yeah. when uraraka put on her costume for the first time and everyone was like whoa look at our boobies <laughs> and she was like i feel uncomfortable in this suit <laughs> Yeah. And it was like, ha, 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 <laughs> It was just, that's what I feel uncomfortable with. I don't mind if Midnight is like, I want to show off my body. Yeah. It just, all right, everyone. Can we not do that part of it? Yeah, so basically every scene with grape soda in it. Oh, I, just I just hate that character. Uh, there's that episode in season two where he gets like character development and backstory and i was like i do not care <laughs> i was like this guy like i don't care what his motivation is <laughs> and his motivation is just i want to i want to get girls i want to be with the ladies <laughs> i'm like okay you did it show <laughs> Like these shows, these types of shows are all about like showing the motivations of every character and you know their backstory when they're in a fight. But it got to him and I was just, no, like I'm done with this, <laughs> this character. And every chance they have to make him worth it, they just make it into a boobs and butt joke. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't have to. I'm not, not on board with that guy. I totally get that just looking at the class list, they're kind of missing like a class clown character to throw in that position. But it didn't have to be that way. I mean, there's a difference between a class clown character and a 
sexual, sexual predator, predator character. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Sue was saving him, and he was like, I'm going to grab your boob while you're carrying me. I'm like, all right, okay, well, that's... And the, the, the whole thing is just... Oh, that guy. You're such a perv. <laughs> and everyone's like mad at him. But then it's just like treated as a joke. Yeah. And that's the that's the real issue is that the show keeps treating him like it's a funny thing. Like, no, it's not good. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what's your favorite character? Oof. That's hard. Pick only one. If I just had to say favorite character overall, probably Gran Torino. Yeah. No, that tracks. He's a weird little old man. <laughs> He's perfect. It's like Yoda. He's Yoda. <laughs> he is Yoda. <laughs> oh, I'm goofing. I've got some dementia. Just kidding. I'm going to beat you up, little kid. Little child put in my care. <laughs> oh, I'm a funny person. But really, it was all an elaborate ploy to make a point. My favorite character is... Froppy. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Except, so... We're not really going in an order, right? So I can say season three stuff now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Except when Sue came out with that garbage take of... If we break the rules... We're basically the villains. <laughs> and I was just, no, that's that's not right, Sue. <laughs> well, that is the worst logic ever. And then she felt bad about that bad take. And she wanted to apologize to everybody. But then her apology was like a non-apology. I, I don't know if she felt bad about that take. Yeah. I think she felt bad about saying that take or yeah. something like i could not tell what that apology was about and i don't know if she needed to apologize exactly but it was like awkward teen stuff i guess i can sweep that all under the rug but really when she said <laughs> if you break the villain if you break the rules you're no different from the villains like whoa you mean the people murdering people <laughs> well and i think it's moments like that that bring me back to American politics. I'm just, that's not cool to be like, both sides are bad. It's like, no, in this case, there's clear side. I was like, I agree that they shouldn't go out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that's their place to go out. I think they're just going to get in the way. But to say that they're villains if they, <laughs> if they break the rules is a bit too far for me <laughs> to go along with. But her episode on the internship was the best. Yeah. No, that was amazing. That that was the reason I tweeted Froppy Heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I thought you had announced who your waifu was. Well. But no, it's pretty rough because by the end of season three, I I like pretty much all the characters minus the dummy. Yeah, yeah. Even like, I was ready to say I don't, I don't like Bakugo at all. But yeah. they actually gave him a bit of character finally. Yeah, 
it took them long enough. Yeah. Like, how about this was the arc they do instead of <laughs> Uvaraka's last arc where she was just kind of like from the middle of season two been like, ooh, I like Deku. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all I'm about now. <laughs> like, uh, I, I get it. They're teenagers. There's feelings. But to, she just kind of like became one note for there for like a full yeah. season worth of episodes before she went. I'm going to just bury this. <laughs> and I was like, finally. <laughs> like, I get you like them, and it's distracting. That's fine. Like, I I, I approve of a, a crush. <laughs> because they're in high school and whatever. But to turn her character from, like, I want to become a hero so that I can support my family to, mm, Deck is distracting me. <laughs> Look at Deku's bod. Yeah. Like, it just kind of went downhill for her character for a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the real issue there is they just didn't bring back some of her other motivations. Yeah. But I felt like they were at least kind of good about just sprinkling in, like, teenage entanglements yeah i i mean like i don't mind that being a plot line but like that when i think you only have enough with so many characters you only have enough time for each character to like say a little bit about their thing unless it's their episode and for yeah. that to be her thing for like a long time and nothing else it just was very ugh. speaking of saying things how about that Koji Koda, the the boy that talks to animals? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just so goofy to me because I don't think they ever showed him doing anything with any powers, and he's just always there. Yeah, and for then just a long randomly while. at like the end of season two, he did something. Yeah, uh, it wasn't until I guess the exams. Yeah. That they started showing him more. And then they showed him, and I was like, oh, he's got sign language. That's cool. <laughs> and it was like, so I guess he's like a mute character. No, he just didn't want to talk. <laughs> it, it was just, it's one of those things where I'm sure there are people that feel very connected with that character for that reason. And yeah. feel like they can really relate. But at the same time, I was like, they just forget that character. <laughs> they just forget to do something with him. Yeah, him and, like, Sugar Rush. <laughs> and I think there were, like, one or two more that just didn't really get anything for a long time. Because most of the characters were introduced pretty well during the uh, tournament arc. Yeah, I felt like they overlooked Invisible Girl, if you will. And I can't tell if it's a conscious choice or if they just forgot. Because she would come back for jokes. Yeah. I think that's mainly what she's there for right now. Yeah. I mean, they can't flesh out every character completely. Even the the more non-jokey ones that aren't aren't center stage like the headphone jack girl 
Yeah. Haven't gotten really a backstory yet. Yeah. Like there's. Some, I mean, we met like her dad, but yeah, that's kind of it. But even we know even more about uh, Creation Girl. Yeah. But even still, she, she she's like slightly out of the spotlight stage <laughs> presence. <laughs> yeah. But I think she's she's the most most high profile side character we've gotten so far. <laughs> but we haven't gotten like the full lowdown like when uh uh whenever Midoriya fought that one Shoto, maybe? Mind control man. Oh. And yeah. we got his backstory and I went, Oh, I like that guy. Yeah. Then he really hasn't come back, really. It seems like he's about to, though. Oh, yeah. Because we saw him again at the end of the season, and they're merging the classes now. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's, like, probably hard to juggle all the characters. Yeah. Oh, I think I said, do we want to talk about how bad the license exam is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the season three license exam is bad. <laughs> like, I just don't get what is stopping the worst people from winning <laughs> on accident. Well, it seems like that's what they want, though. They want almost villains <laughs> to go through and just wreck those exams. Well, no, I just meant, like, there's 1,500 people. This test yeah. isn't designed to get the 100 best. It's to get the 100 people that finish first. It's not the 100 people left standing. Right. <laughs> like, who's the best out of all these people? It's who could do the arbitrary task first. <laughs> and wh what if some people got out there that are real bad at their powers, and they just happen to be next to some people that are even worse? Like normal Greg. <laughs> That's like, how the real world is. When you're out there doing the real world heroing. I don't know. I just think in their meritocracy based society of heroes. They would want the hundred left standing. <laughs> it was a very weird exam. Yeah. I mean, I know they have to make up weird arbitrary rules for every new contest they have in the show. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm surprised the first tournament wasn't weirder. It was like <laughs> knock them out of the ring. But then but then they follow it up with uh or was it before? They did the like cav cavalry battle? Yeah. That was real weird. <laughs> and they also didn't explain it that much. They were just like assume like, yeah, everyone knows what a cavalry battle is. Let's go. <laughs> I was just oh okay <laughs> yeah I mean this is weird and arbitrary I guess I mean it's just land chicken fight yeah but yeah I was I was thinking that other school was Slytherin <laughs> and this was the Triwizard Tournament it was all Harry Potter there for the last bit <laughs> and see I I can kind of understand since there was, like, the practical, like, beat each other up portion. And then, on top of that, the 
practical go save each other-ness to the exam. So it was almost enough pseudoscience so I could be like, okay, maybe. But then at the end we're like, nope, we need so many heroes, you can all just retest in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that was the <laughs> weirdest part. It was like, like every, uh, everyone can go retest, as long as you're one of the 100 people. All those other people, <laughs> <laughs> good luck with them. But also, I was very. What did you think about the the hero structure of their society, like how the hero agencies work? I actually really like that, and kind of want to steal some of that for us. Just as far as I like the idea that the teams are a lot smaller. It may just be like a couple of city blocks, mm-hmm. and they're like an on top of the police kind of system. Yeah. It's weird, I think, because at first, like, it's kind of some weird hybrid system. Because at first, when it was like all the heroes, you know, the agencies, they made it seem like it was purely, purely independent kind of deal. Yeah. But then they set it up like it's based on how good you are for the month. Then the government gives you money based on how good you were. So (laughs) everyone's officially ranked. But then... We can't stop you from getting jobs on the side, so I'm also an ad agency person, girl. And I I just thought that was kind of good story, like world building, because yeah. I feel like that would be a regular issue. Yeah. But that makes me just think that they're not getting paid enough. Yeah. And also it brings to mind, like, meritocracy type stuff for, like, teachers. Like... We're all supposed to be kind of in this together and helping for society, but we're competing now. Yeah. And then Stain's ideology on top of that, the oh, no one no one's a pure hero anymore, so I'm gonna kill them all. Yeah, you're only a pure hero if you do it the way I think you should do it. Yeah, if you if you don't get money from it, that's the only way that you should do it. Which I don't think one, I guess his ideology is messed up because he's like, I'll take heroes out of the world then. I'll kill people. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that they're saving out. lives, but... Yeah. But they're corrupt. But he doesn't see that his system would lead to, like, super corruption. Like, only, only rich people could be superheroes. Only well-off people could be superheroes. It worked with Bruce Wayne and Iron Man. Only well-off people could be superheroes. Or... Uh, superheroes would have to be backed by like corporations to sponsor them or like superheroes would have to like take bribes from villains maybe like it seems like a very corruptible system once you try to take all the money out of it and I kind of wonder because the show's based in Japan but All Might they keep referring to him as the American so I had some confusion about this so I looked it up I think okay. he went to America for some time. I think oh. he's he is from Japan based on like okay. his name and other lines. But I think he was in America for a while. Heroing or if he studied there or something. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I was very confused about it too because I think I also picked up that people were calling him the American, but I think it's like partially a jab. 
right. at his time there. And I think that's what the movie covers. Okay. I think I know they're going to go to the island. Yeah, I think that's related to his time in America. Because that's what the TV special was talking about. <laughs> the uh, Hold on. I've got the name right here. The special episode, Save the World with Love. So I mostly like the episode. Yeah. Its placement is garbage. I know they placed it. <laughs> I know they placed it when the movie was coming out. Right. In actual time. But how about for streaming services? You move it to where it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, because I was watching, I was watching the episodes, and it's in the very middle of just the absolute worst time. Cliffhanger. But, be, but because of the placement, I thought. It was important that I see this before I see the next one. Yeah. No, you could just put that one right to the end. It doesn't matter. That's the end of season three now. Yeah, I wish you had told me just like, don't watch that one until you, unless you want to watch the movie right after or just after you're done watching. Cause, cause that's what I wish that there is a thing on that that said, this is prequel to the movie. Please skip. <laughs> but now I feel like it's part of the experience. No, it's dumb. <laughs> I I like the episode itself. Uh, yeah, mostly. Like I like how it started. Like, oh, what? This isn't a hostage situation. This is a murder mystery. <laughs> and it was like, oh yeah, I can get into this. And then the murder mystery was so convoluted that it's just, <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. You have super deduction powers, Midoriya. It makes <laughs> sense. The thing you said, it makes sense that you got there from. There was a knife, <laughs> and he barricaded himself in, and you figure out the rest from there. So two things. One, there has been... So I watched a couple of videos of, like, My Hero stuff, but now I'm getting all these really, like, wild fan theory videos. And one of them was, like, three hours long, and it was about, what if Midoriya has a power, and it's been a super sleuth, I mean, and he's just... Super smart, but that's all he's got. I mean, <laughs> it's possible, yeah, but it's such a big step. It's just being observant. But the second thing, the the crux of the episode is that All Might is the the villain in an exercise, mm -hmm. and that he's stolen something at this jewelry store, and they're like tickling him as a joke, and he's laughing. And then the deal is, oh, he wasn't dead all along. <laughs> it's just, no. <laughs> How would they know that? Because he really was, isn't dead. Was, I think that was the joke. Yeah. Like, no. It's not fair. <laughs> the, like, I get that that's the, the joke. The clue was there all along, Daniel. <laughs> but it was so dumb. That's the the one thing as I was reflecting over the three seasons, which I guess it's just kind of a shonen thing, is that with all the other characters you get a, like, or most of the other main characters you get like a little story arc for them, like Ida had to resolve like his stuff for a bit, Todoroki had to resolve some of his stuff, like everyone had like a little arc where they like grew as a person, but Midoriya just kind of doesn't as much he yeah 
He kind of had, but he's grown more as a fighter than he has as like an individual person. And I think I was reflecting on it. I was like, he's kind of already presented as like, he's already good personality wise. All he's lacking is strength. <laughs> so it's kind of like the, the thing is like he breaks the rules, but that it's never really like he never really breaks the rules in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. It's usually a good thing or he's forced into it or something. I will defend Midoriya in that he's grown in very small ways that seem a lot bigger when you think about it, like once you like stand back from it. But from season to season, he doesn't grow almost at all. Yeah. I mean, he stands up and tries to fight sludge bad guys in episode one, two, and he's still trying to do that. Yeah. By summer camp, he's still doing that. The license exam, it's just he gets better at it. Yeah, I think he's already, like, I think that's part of the problem is he's already, like, a good, <laughs> good person. <laughs> like, there's, the things he needs to work through aren't really as major, I guess. Like, everyone had to I work did. through a big emotional thing, and he he doesn't have a big emotional flaw as much. Yeah. He's got, like, minor flaws that he he's constantly overcoming, but I'd, I don't know, it could just be that his... His arc is stretched, whereas everyone else is more condensed. But yeah, but I think mainly it's just the that could be part of it. But I think he's just he just started out too good of a character on the the character side. He had everything going except the power. He had to do that in order to for us not to question All Might being like, "Hey, kid, I barely know. You want to be the most powerful superhero in the entire world?" Does that sound cool? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. His his lessons of, like, don't overexert yourself. Like, he definitely shouldn't have in the tournament. <laughs> but, <laughs> that was but, so dumb. But the second time he was faced with, like, the second time he was faced with the dilemma of, do I hurt my body to save people? <laughs> then it was kind of, well, I guess you have to. <laughs> yeah. And then his growth from that was, I'll use my legs now, which I don't like, doesn't it doesn't feel like an actual growth of the character. It's just kind of like a he's already a good character. So you just kind of turn it a little, a little bit. But they treat it like it's such a big deal that he used his legs instead of his hands. <laughs> I, yeah, I also don't. It, it also seems inconsistent with like. It took him a long time to make that connection because he is a really smart character. Yeah. And then he went, it was like a whole episode of like, what can I do? <gasps> I could kick. Feet. <laughs> yeah. Feet are the, the, the arms of the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, li I like his growth overall, like his evolution of as a character, more or less. Yeah. But it, it doesn't seem like a whole lot compared to like Ida and Todoroki was really powerful. I mm -hmm. think even, yeah. even Bakugo, it was like a bunch of ep like 60 episodes of him being a jerk. And then like, Oh, he is really like struggling emotionally. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really feel for him now. Hey, I know Todoroki, you've got like dad issues and Ida, you've got like all these family constraints holding you down. But uh, Midori is really, like, 
embarrassed about his action figure collection. So let's <laughs> think about his feelings, all right? Yeah. Also, I want to say how how bad and dumb it is <laughs> that they got house arrest. House arrest also includes you don't get to go to class. <laughs> How is that a punishment? That's effed up. <laughs> Can I get house arrest every day? Yeah, you, Daniel, you're house arrested. You can't go to work. <laughs> uh, I just, they were like, oh, I'm going to get so behind. I was like, yeah, this is a terrible punishment. What are they doing? And Who's I running this the school? Is... An animal? <laughs> <laughs> a small rodent? I get that they were like, we gotta make these two try to work together, so forcing them to do house chores together, maybe it'll make a bond. But I don't think that worked out. Yeah, I, like, I, they can still be house arrested and not go, like, they could have made, there's other activities happening. Yeah. And they're not allowed to go to the cookout thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, they can still make that punishment meaningful, <laughs> and still have to do the chores and everything, but... Yeah. It was very weird. I went, this is irresponsible of the adults. <laughs> Even more so than letting them go out on the streets. <laughs> that was also very weird was the internships. Hey, I know each of you is like your own small weapon that can like just level a city. But we're just going to take you out with some other people that are super dangerous. And you're going to fight villains. This this is bad. They're high schoolers. This is a terrible plan. <laughs> yeah. I've also given up on trying to understand the timeline of events. Like, I know it's a different school system than America because it's in Japan. Right. But they start school in, like, the beginning of the year. That's when their school year starts. I don't And then know. summer is in the middle of that year. Yeah. And also, the first part of the semester is only three months. <laughs> and also, summer is only two months or so, it seems. Like. It does what? seem like they're on all year school system. It, so I think the breaks are more broken up. It does, but why, why is the semester so set then? Why was it final exams three months in? Because <laughs> I know but, for sure it's three months because. There's that line, it's like, oh my, you should retire. And he's like, I've only been there three months. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. The start of the school year. The Japanese school year begins in April. It begins the in April? The first term runs to around July 20th. Okay. When summer vacation begins. It's still... Kids return to school early September. It begins... And the second term lasts until December 25th. So it begins when in April? Uh, begins in April. Beginning of April? Yeah. So that still doesn't track with three months. It almost does. I guess he could be a bit off. April, Okay, May, That makes June. a little more sense. That could make sense if, if it begins in July, he could be there for three months. Yeah. But then it starts back in September. So it's summer vacation, then it's July, August. Okay, so two months. So that tracks. And then up till December is when they in school again. Mm -hmm. Are they just off for January and February then? 
in March. Oh, the final term begins in July or January and continues to late March. Okay. Huh. It's real. Oh, where was his training at the very beginning of the show then? Was that just like all of March or something after the last school? That was like a full year while he was still at his last school. No, I think it was like a hearty month. (laughs) (laughs) I think they listed it out. The, uh, Oh, what was it like the American plan to make you awesome or something? I got a lot of search results for the My Hero workout training routine. That seems irresponsible. My Hero Academia timeline. The American Dream Plan. Uh, Entrance exam arc. Chapters 1 through 4, episodes 1 through 4. Okay, it's 10 months. Okay. I was like, I can't find a full timeline. Okay. <laughs> There's an entire blog I just found on Blogger that is nothing but anime fantasy training projects. So it's just the training outline of every like anime hero that they can find. It's it's a thing. Huh. Alright. Anyway. So yeah, so he worked out for ten months. See, the, see, I am right. I am right that the beginning is very slow paced. Because yeah. I want to, I want to look up. I want, want you to know um, the duration of episode sixty-one, the Bakugo uh, uh, Midoriya fight. That's episode sixty-one in the anime. In the manga, it's chapters one nineteen through one twenty-one. So three chapters. Okay. Um. The first. <laughs> The first four episodes, the entrance exam arc, encompasses chapters one through four and episodes one through four. It was one episode a chapter. Oh, man. See, and the reason I don't like that so much is because there's another part, the final exams. Some (laughs) of those they were just blowing through. Yeah, those could and have been I went, whole episodes apiece. I don't know that much, but there were some that I just went, we could we could spend a few minutes here <laughs> instead of like 30 seconds of, look, I'm going to do this move and pass. <laughs> like if some or more of those were expanded and the first few episodes were like two episodes instead, that would make it a much better show overall. Just those two changes. <laughs> Well, there were things I thought they were pretty restrained about. Like, I really thought that the first season was going to be like 24 episodes because I thought the last half was just going to be the fight at the training center. And I was like, I could see him pulling this out for 12 episodes. Yeah. That's what anime is like this too. Yeah. I mean, like the the whole training with All Might could have been, you know episodes and episodes on its own like i I know it could have been slower but yeah but yeah when i was surprised because like well this sports festival that's going to be a whole season right because that's what you hakushu did see i wouldn't have minded i like i don't mind i don't mind if a thing takes a long time as long as during the thing stuff is happening right like I don't even mind filler, even like true proper filler where the characters at the end of this arc must be where they started this arc because 
we can't have moved anywhere from the manga. I don't mind that in practice. Like if if, if it's just like here's some cool fights against some cool villains because you still get the villain backstory. Even if the main heroes don't grow, you could still do a whole story with characters and everything. And the characters that are growing can just be the villains or whatever. Yeah. But when, but I think what you find annoying more and I do definitely is like the, we spent a whole episode and like, it just feels like it's dragging. Yeah. Like the, it was one whole episode for the, well, it could have been, I don't know. How, how did it break down the Todoroki Midoriya fight? I think that is just one episode. One episode, and it's like a bunch of backstory stuff in there. But like, yeah. it doesn't matter that the fight takes a whole episode because there's a bunch of stuff happening in it that's really interesting, and you're getting a bunch of backstory, and there's character growth and everything. Yeah. Well, and they use backstory things well because, like, learning about Todoroki's daddy issues was did make the interactions on the fight like oh yeah this is actually a big deal whether it's they had just done it without the backstory we're like okay cool yeah i mean that's what a lot of these do like yeah you know the history of every ninja naruto after the fight's <laughs> over <laughs> but but yeah i like i don't I think you're too hard on other shonens because you watched Dragon Ball Z once. I didn't watch it once. <laughs> and I watched it several hundred times. I think I think there are definitely cases where shonen animes artificially inflate stuff. But I think in general it's it all follows the same format of the stuff you liked here. I mean, of course yeah. you like the window dressing of comics and everything yeah but i i do want to watch hunter x hunter with you because <laughs> i think there are probably parts where it drags but just some like part of the coolness of like one fights look cool sometimes <laughs> yeah but two like the mind games during fights are really cool where you have all that decision making and then three is like you learn a bunch about characters and they make you feel stuff about the people they're fighting. I'll definitely have to check that one out. Yeah, we should do it for our first anime cast. <laughs> anime night. <laughs> I'll make John That's watch it. it chapter too. Chaps, now anime night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't disagree that I definitely favor shorter form things. No, oh, yeah. Because my favorite animes are like FLCL where it's just six episodes. Yeah, have a lot of blank space that we, you wish you knew about the characters, and it's yeah. just over. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely prefer that more now. Like, I think part of this, part of watching this was a chore, just because I feel like overall, like I watched sixty episodes, and I if I had watched like six ten episode animes, <laughs> maybe I would have gotten more out of each one because. You know, the shorter animes like that tend to tell a complete story. And yeah, I think I would prefer that overall. But but I do I do still like these types of animes, no matter oh, how yeah. much I grow up. 
I mean, I think it's just, I think it's getting easier to get into animes like this. Because back in the day, you just had to oh, yeah. catch episodes or record episodes yeah. or just hope someone could fill you in. Or half the episode, the announcer would tell you what you miss. So that was like Dragon Ball, Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, Sailor Moon. Like, they all just had so much exposition just to get you into the episode because you'd already missed so much of it by not streaming it. And now it's like, oh, I can actually just watch this whole series in a couple of weeks without having to hunt it down or pay hundreds of dollars for it. So I think it's partially just the way that we can consume media now is so much different. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would have loved growing up like, I don't know, 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> just from like trying to be into anime as a kid was a chore that uh now you can just get tons of it for free even <laughs> like the Crunchyroll ad supported like that would have been a godsend as a as a kid trying to watch whatever i could it just reminds me that my introduction to anime was uh akira so like my brother was yeah he was just like here's this awesome movie i want to show you and i watched it i was like oh that was an awesome movie do we have more he's like yeah let's watch ghost in the shell i was like oh that was also awesome and so i started with a very high watermark so then i just assumed all animes is good (laughs) (laughs) that too i I will admit, I did not fully grasp Ghost in the Shell or Akira. And watching them years later, I was like, I was too young for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, not even just because I couldn't watch, like, the graphic or whatever. Just, I didn't get it, what was going on. Yeah. It wasn't my first anime. I think that was just, like, Dragon Ball Z and Digimon and Pokemon. But, uh, yeah. like, my first anime that i went out and got was like whatever i could find used on dvd at gamestop (laughs) because it was so hard to find anime yeah even even then like teenage years like eventually i got into like just pirating it online but (laughs) (laughs) but like trying to get it legit was like you can buy the whole series of this for like 80 bucks like um i i can't <laughs> but i would just pick up like movies or whatever that were just here's an anime i got one really good one metropolis that one's great yeah not not the old movie daniel Ugh. not the old black and white live action movie <laughs> without pat benatar's music in the background no it was an anime called metropolis yeah, I've seen that one too. Yeah, that one's really good. And then also I, but, Ninja Scroll, which oh. was not good. It was like <laughs> started out with a woman being raped. And I was just, I don't think I should be watching this. <laughs> that was one of the other ones my brother brought home once was uh, Blood the Last Vampire. And it's got some scenes that are a little little better different (laughs) better little different better 
Uh, I was trying to say something else. Oh. Uh, also, like, blue gender. It's like, 12 year old me didn't get blue gender. Maybe, maybe I'll spearhead an anime podcast at some point. Be cool. I'd have to make it, like, super periodic, especially if we want to get yeah. John on here, but. But I'd like to at some point. We could do it like an anime and just release 12 issues a year. <laughs> Yeah. Only release the podcast on VHS tapes. Yeah, bootleg VHS tape. <laughs> you got any more of my hero um, stuff? I mean, I could probably keep going forever. I think I covered I all the see, points I, guess, I wrote down. Who's a character you'd like to see more of in season four? You know, I gotta get more of that froppy. No. Ah, um, ribbit. I mean, all of them. I think yeah. by season three, there were so many moments where I just went, oh, these characters. <laughs> like the, 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 what is it? Uh, headphone girl, creation girl, uh, froppy and uh, arm, arm guy, Dupla arm. Oh, yeah. They're, they're being He's in the a... building. Yeah. That, fight, that was pretty cool. Ooh. So I'd like to see just more cool pairings off in different fights. Yeah. Uh, just less Deku and more everyone else. <laughs> Can we just push him as far away to the side? You know what? You know who's the better Deku? The the mind control quirk guy. Yeah. He's got the same exact motivation. Except he's got more going against him. He yeah. didn't have a benevolent and... god give him powers. <laughs> And his power isn't like directly easily heroed. Yeah, it looks. It's not just punch good. Yeah, and he spent his summer like buffing up. So, <laughs> so I'm ready to see that guy come into action. Uh, you mentioned that in season three we got to see more weird power or like more power usage. Tape elbows. The first couple of times I saw tape elbows, I was like, "This is a useless character. What? What can tape elbows do?" So good. Season three, I was like, that's Spider-Man. That's just weird tape-based Spider-Man. I want to see... I want to see some I want to see Naval Laser come into his own more. Because when he did that bridge and shot a laser straight into the air and saved everyone, <laughs> it was so good. At first, I thought all the birds were coming to the light. I did not realize all the birds were coming because of Anna Voice. <laughs> I went, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I went, he's attracting all the birds with that sparkly light. <laughs> oh, no, I guess he's not. I do have a complaint about Naval Laser. Like, his power is pretty neat. Why is he wearing a full suit of armor? I get it, that's probably just for style. Yeah, it's all style. It seems like he's he's got a lot going on in his costume. Like, I don't think he needs to go, ooh, every time he shoots <laughs> the laser. I think that's just preference. I kind of wish he dressed more like Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh. Just like a glam rocker. Yeah. I mean, if he's going for style, he might as well. Like, I feel like he's supposed to be like, look at this character, make fun of him. But yeah, like... but he does cool stuff and he's got like relatable issues. I do want to know more about his family like background. Man, I'm so disappointed. Like that made me think of when he was sitting there with the. Uh... Uraraku, and she was distracted by her liking 
Midoriya. <laughs> but then she went into like, oh, all my fight training. And I went, that's <laughs> oh, man. that's the girl I want to see. I thought that was a hilarious pairing when they're like, you're going to go for the summer or internship with Gunhead? Yeah. And they just showed him walking around town like, yeah, this is my beat. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to take down a guy with a knife. <laughs> and I just thought that was so more in- so much more interesting than like anything else they'd shown us from that time period. Yeah. No. I think that was like good character development for her. Like, I need yeah. to get better at fighting, so I'm going to go and do that. And then she was. And then she just kind of stagnated for a while. So yeah. I hope to see her do more good stuff. Uh, I really want to see more of Mina just because she seems really interesting and she's just always kind of window dressing in a scene. Which one is that? Uh, The pink girl. What? She does like acid attacks. Oh, yeah. Like she's just kind of there. She's a goofball. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't feel like, I don't know. She doesn't feel like she fits into any one of the categories of character as much. She's about like on the same level of characterization as uh, Electricity Guy. Yeah. Like we've gotten a couple of little things from her, but... I feel like it would be a mistake not to mention Best Genus? It's Best Character. I mean, it's right in the name. He's the best. Well, I guess he's number four, but... Oh, number three by the official rankings. I bet he's gone down since he got <laughs> destroyed. Murdered? Uh, I think he survived. Okay. It just reminds me, looking here through the list, I really love the design of Death Arms, like the construction guy, and I feel like they don't really do much with him. He's just kind of there. Yeah. That's fine. Their designs are pretty good. Oh, man. I thought this was the guy, the same artist that did Rave Master, because how wacky some of these designs are. But it's somebody else. Yeah. At first, I went, these are some pretty good superhero designs. But then I, like, at some point, I was went, I just knew it was, it's not so much superhero designs. It is definitely like anime character designs. Yeah. It's definitely those. Like, you could see this in other things. <laughs> But uh, I think it is pretty good, the different diversity on some of those. I really enjoy that the world does feel whole. Like a lot of animes, I feel like I'm missing something. Maybe that's just because I didn't watch them long enough. But I feel like stepping into this world, it really is just a full, complete idea. Yeah. I think I've got all my talk out. Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. Are you tempted to go read the manga? Instead of wait for the anime? I'm tempted to read the manga just in general. I don't know. I wanted to read more manga. I've made the mistake of trying to read what I've already seen. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to finish the Rave Master manga because I've got like half of it. And so I'd like to finish that. And then I wanted to read the Pokemon manga because it's apparently way different than the show. It's apparently a lot closer to like what Pikachu Detective is going to (laughs) be. Next episode on TangentCast, we will be covering Sword Art Online. Yeah, we should do a Sword Art Online. We'll see. I just watched seven minutes of one while waiting for you to get on. It's no no commitment. Oh. (laughs) 
Yeah, you really have to give that's one you have to give a full episode before it gets going. Yeah. I mean, some of the design looked really cool already. Seeing like that whole like floating city vibe was really nice. Oh, no. That's just consistently whoever does the art direction for that, even in the different series, it's always cool designs. Yeah. And then there was uh, the one thing I hated so far was like the guy that like knows stuff about RPGs and video games, but also knows nothing. Like the guy he was talking to, like, whoa, I defeated that boar. Sweet. And he's like, that boar was only a level one creature. He's like, what? I thought that was a mini boss. Like, what? And then I was like, okay, so you know nothing about video games. Okay. And then they're having a conversation. He went like, here's all the different skills, but no magic. And he went, what? An RPG with no magic? That's bold. It's like, how do you know that's a bold decision, but don't know that a boar is a level one creature? <laughs> what is happening? So I, I think I read somewhere. Don't quote me on this. All right. But Let me get my pen out. I want to write yeah, this Yeah, make sure. Get every letter. I think I read that the writer for that series did not know a whole lot about games. Yeah. I'm not saying that's true. I have no but idea. But I'm saying that whenever they talk about this has got the biggest release. This game had the biggest release ever of all time. <laughs> it had 100,000 people start on day one. It's like, that's a small release yeah. for an MMO. <laughs> yeah. There's something. We don't crack like a million. I watched like five minutes of a different one just before. That was also a similar thing. It wasn't you're stuck in the game. It looked like the game was like becoming real life or something like people that were playing just got transported to an island and now have to play this violent battle royale type game oh, okay and they were talking about that game and it went this game sold over three million copies and i went i don't <laughs> i don't think that's that big <laughs> maybe if it's like only in japan yeah i was like or an indie game or something like i don't like just saying it sold 3 million copies is not a huge metric. You need some, like, qualifier there, right? Like, <laughs> And maybe that's... Am I mistaken? Maybe that is, like, a Just for Japan thing. Because I think, like, America just has so many more people. Like, let me see. How many copies of PUBG sold? 50 million. I mean, PUBG is Bam. a big one. Yeah. But if you're going to say, like, this is a big sensation, go with those figures. And see, that's why when we're writing, like, anytime, I try not to say how much money somebody gets for something. Like, like the bandits are accepting a payment for killing a dragon, and they just throw them a bag of gold. And like, that's a pretty heavy bag of gold. I'm not saying it was 53 pieces of gold. Well, I mean, it's fine if you're in your fantasy world. Yeah. But these ones that want to be like, we're starting in the real world and then going to the fantasy world. Just don't give statistics. Be like, this is like the biggest game release of all time. Yeah, I was very weirded out. And I was also thrown off. I didn't realize that it was like the headset was the game. The oh, headset yeah. was what they were selling. Because it went, it sold out. Like, people were waiting in line. And I was just, this came out a couple of years ago. Why isn't everyone buying this game online? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? But then I realized that they were selling the headset. Yeah. So that makes sense. 
But yeah, we should we should stop talking and we'll just keep talking. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just split this off into a two-parter. Whoa! This is our Sword Art Online section. Woo! Do you got anything you want to recommend? Uh, I just want to recommend the freemusicarchive.org. Again. And also. Oh, wait. Not again. The, for the first time, because that other episode. For the first time. Yeah. Chronologically. Yeah. 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 You should go support them. Yeah. Even if they're moving to a different website. That was a really cool project, and it's where we get most of our music. Is there any news on that right now? Uh, the last thing I saw, they were asking people not to scrape the website because it was too much. Oh, yeah. Like everyone's downloading stuff too much. Yeah, the traffic's been way too high, and so the site's been up and down. So I was trying to grab albums I use the most because it's just like four artists that I really hit hard, but trying to hit some of the bigger albums, it was crashing the web page. Yeah. And I will recommend Oki Comics again because issue four just came out. Or I don't know if it just came out, but this is the first time I've gone to Half Price Books and seen it at the at the newsstand. So it just came out for me. (laughs) That's how how I treat the uh oh what's that other free publication that you'll see? The Gazette? The Gazette. If I haven't seen it, it's a new Gazette to me. Or the the Oklahoma Gailey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just remember, our show art is by Lisa Prather. Oh, yeah, all the credits. You can find her stuff on Instagram, Lisa Prather Art, or on her website, lisapratherart.com. There's uh, the Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. Are you going to put that song in the beginning? Or, or are you going to do free use five seconds of each My Hero Academia song? So I give you more editing stuff. Oof. No, just do the free free harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. I kind of I want to do five seconds of the My Hero. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what I can Ooh, get the, away with. The one that's the, the first half of season three is the best one. Could I do five seconds of each one? Probably. Okay. Just string them together. In a remix. Okay. But if not that, Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. And you can find that on Free Music Archive if that is still a thing. But you should be able to find it somewhere. We'll link to it somewhere. Yeah. Or they'll be on the archive.org. One of the two. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, if you did. <laughs> and you made it to the end of the episode. And if you like this, you'll love the episodes where we do things that aren't this at all. All right. All right. Speaking of cats that can talk, how about that uh, police officer, am I right? Oh, man.
they really buried the lead putting that cat officer in the end of season one. Is that where he showed up? <laughs> yeah, he was in the last episode of season one, I'm pretty sure. Guess I'll have to turn back on Sword Art Online. <laughs>